All right. Well, we're rolling. Hey. Let's pre-show this thing. Hopefully not uh, as clippy as last time. You are recording on the correct uh, device, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's working now. See, I turned on my voice and it's actually not there. So, Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> However, it's really low. It is very low. So we're looking at the waveform. The waveform's low. Um, <clears throat> so I had an idea to, to try to uh, elucidate a... Um, a physics thing, but try to do it a little differently than I've been doing it with you in the past. Okay. And uh, I'm going to reach the topic, start talking about it, and then stop at a certain point and let you just absorb that much. Okay. Because I think I, I've been getting ahead of myself and ahead of you and everything. So I think get to a point where you're grasping and then let that sit so you can... Soak it up, think about it, think for questions and stuff for next time. Okay. Um, let's start with, well, I have here a USB key, but I put it into a horizontal or a um, perpendicular position. Right. So one's moving, the, the key is on one side and, and there's also going in the other direction. This is, this is sort of like, you can think of this like a, um, like a magnetic and electric field. Okay. They're moving. It's moving in this direction. It's moving towards or away from you. The electric field is pointing up this way, and the magnetic field is perpendicular to the electric field. Okay. Okay. So when we when we talk about polarization, we talk about where the electric field. Actually, is. here, let's do this. Let's periscope it. <laughs> okay. Jeff is getting his periscope ready so everyone can see the demonstration. Periscope, enable camera, enable microphone. (laughs) Taking a while to periscope. I'm sorry, I'm giving it a title. Greg drops some physics. Drops some physics. Tweet it. Nope. Tweet is on. Okay. And go time. We are alive. Right. No one's on yet. Oh, one person's on. Okay. So, again, let's start from the beginning. Think of this as a photon. You have an electric field and you have a magnetic field. Electric field is pointing up. The magnetic field is pointing. It's perpendicular. Uh, and then this is going in this direction. So it's moving in, in the third direction. Now, when we talk about polarization, we're talking about how this electric field is aligned. So normally what we have when we have most light is circular polarization. So it's moving like this, either that way or it's moving that way. Make sense so far? Yes. Right. Okay. So as as you may have noticed with polarization, you can have polarization circular or you can have sort of a single straight polarization. This roughly corresponds to spin in, a, in photons. Photons have a, are a spin one particle. This means they can have three possible states of spinning. They can be spinning this way, they can be spinning this way, or they can not be spinning. Technically, this is a combination of both the other two. But anyway, when you're talking about an electron, 
Electrons have spin too, or they have spin as well. Their spin is one half. This means they have only two possible spin states. They can be spinning this way, or they can be spinning this way. They can't be not spinning. They have to always be spinning. Now here's the interesting thing. Here's the thing that I want you to just sort of take home and think about. If you imagine you have an electron and for whatever reason, let's say you know this electron is spinning in this direction. Okay, let's, let's call that direction spinning counterclockwise. Let's call that spin up. Okay? Now, we know these are massive particles. They move slower than light. Yes? Sure. Yes. Okay, good. That means that if you can imagine, let's think about this. This thing is spinning counterclockwise. And if it were to turn around, it's spinning clockwise in this direction, right? Yes. Right? Okay, good. So we have that. If it turns around, it's spinning counterclockwise. What about this? Think about this. Since this is going not as fast as light, I could technically be running as fast as it is going. And I'm still looking at it, and it's still spinning counterclockwise. Now I'm, if I go a little bit faster, then to me, it's as if the electron is now spinning clockwise in that direction. Because... That's where I'm leaving. Right. That's right. where I'm ending it. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like uh, it has to do with the how you're observing it, like, relative to it or something like that. I will say that this plays into, this is all leading up to why electrons have mass. And this is the part of it. But I don't want to get any further than that okay. because I don't want to go too far and just get wacky. Yeah, like but, 15 people watching. Cool. Well, so that's... Just think of that about that concept. Let it, you know, think about questions. Let it uh, float around your head and see what you come up with. And uh, we'll do this next time. We'll talk a little further. Cool. Sounds good. Looks like a new web series. Yeah. Big Drops Physics. <laughs> cool. 29 total viewers. We like one guy said get to the point, bro. Another one said what happens when an immovable force hits the or you know whatever that. What happens when when a, when an immovable object when a when a um, unstoppable force hits an immovable object? Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. Uh, an unstoppable force is an unstoppable force. A movable object is an immovable object. Therefore, they will go right through each other. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of pithy, but there's your answer. So, I don't recognize any of these people. Actually, one person. So, anyway. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. So, I don't want to... I hope that's illuminating, but not, like, super confusing. And gives you something to think about. Okay. Yeah. We just uh, we just picked a whole bunch of hops, 
And before that, we looked at some pond scum under a microscope. Yes, we did. Greg got a new microscope that is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Was that a thousand times magnification, that last one? It, it's, um, we, we used a thousand times, and, and with the compounding, it was, I think, 1,500 or 2,000, somewhere in that range. So, yeah. Because um, we, before, we were looking at stuff with a 250 times magnification, and this, we had to put some, use an oil to, uh, mm-hmm. to get, to have it work right, and, um, but the scope is great. I mean, excellent quality scope. It's like a $250 scope. And it's, it's a bi... It has uh, binocular vision. It has a... Uh, I didn't even know about this when I bought it, but it has a cool way you can just move a slide very carefully. Yeah, the slide through. clamps in. Not with the clips that you're used to, but yeah. kind of a little slide clamp thing. And then the whole table, you have fine-tuning knobs to move it north and south and east and west. So you can scan around your drop of pond scum to find the stuff without being jerky about it. You can do it very meticulously and have good control. And that's one of the coolest features. Yeah. And it has a USB camera in it as well. So people can see what you're looking at. You, you can take videos and stuff. It obviously looks better inside the eyepiece than it does on the video, but it's awesome that mm-hmm. you also have that. So it's not just you waiting, saying, hey, look at this and move over. It really is. Right. You can make sure you can... You know, the scraper showing the classroom. Mm-hmm. You can, well, you can make sure that what you wanted to show the person's still in view. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing's great, too. So, yeah, it's really cool. Kids had a lot of fun with it. Max hung around for a long time yeah. looking at things. And I think it's great for kids, right? I mean, there's no way either kid would be nearly as interested if they only had the eyepiece to look Yes, through. absolutely. I think that was, that was part of the reason why uh, I wanted to get that. Because, you know, microscopes are fun and stuff. But when you get... When you have other people seeing this stuff, it really it, it brings in the it brings the attention in more. And when you can like talk about it, you, we can point out things like Ali said, "How would a scientist look at this?" We were looking at uh, what we what we now learn later. We didn't know what it was. We learned it later. It looks like it's a a diatome. Yeah, it was an algae. It's a type of algae. Um, it was very it was interesting because it had. Uh, uh, a type of symmetry to it and it had things that were sort of moving inside of it we weren't sure what was going on there um but we saw a cell wall so we knew it was probably a plant mm-hmm. yeah there, there's a we were just going over all these things with her this is you know here's what i notice i notice, and she said well, look at these blobs like, yeah look at those blobs and they're all symmetrical and they look the same on both sides so yep it was cool to have that sort of experience just sort of all right this is what we see if we're looking at it purely scientifically. What we're trying to figure out. Yeah, it was really cool. I was trying to find that. There's one thing when you were driving that came on the screen, and it was mostly translucent. And it was circular, but it kind of had radiuses drawn on it. And so it looked like something like dia- like a diatom or something like that. But I don't... No, I guess they are freshwater. I was saying for some reason diatoms weren't freshwater, but... Desmids, I'm sorry, Desmids is what we were talking about. Um, so I was trying to find that again, and I couldn't find it. So this is where what I was looking at. This page, the diatoms were the uh, were the worm like things. I think. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, we saw some of those. Okay, so that also wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. The the big the, the long chain things. No. That I, that I thought were algae. Those turned out to be cyanobacteria. 
the things that brought oxygen onto yeah. the earth. This is a nice page. Are these clickable? Okay, there we go. I might have seen. There were lots of little little things in there. It's always exciting to look at. Uh, it stuff might have been this this sun anima, animaculis or something like that. And then some of those we did definitely saw. Look at the amoeba picture. We definitely yeah. those those white those clear things we saw out in the out in the middle. That must have been an amoeba. Could have been. It's hard to tell because sometimes it could have, like it could have been um, insect larvae or it could have been small crustaceans. I bet you you know we're talking about oh it'd be nice if we could zoom in a little bit further and see some more of the organelles. I bet you if we would have like stained. Probably like we that amoeba. Yeah. The amoeba. This you probably could have seen the nucleus in the. Uh, I did buy staining stuff in the yeah. mitochondria and stuff in that and things like that. If we would have stained it, because I figured if you're gonna have a microphone that powerful, you might as well get stuff that you can do cool things mm-hmm. with it. Like, right. um, you know, cut a piece of skin from from uh, a plant or, uh, or like a chicken or something, and take a look at that and mm-hmm. see what's going on in there. Lots of stuff we could do. Plant or a chicken. Plant or a chicken. Well, instead of yourself, but you can you can also take a toothpick, mm-hmm. rub it in your in your cheek, get some human, get some skin cells. Yep, I remember doing that in yeah. ninth grade, I think. And some kid didn't understand the direction, like jabbed his cheek, <sighs> like gah. He's like, "Teacher, I'm bleeding." <laughs> That's not what you were supposed to do, dummy. Oh boy, but yeah, that was uh, so we we spent a long time, but two and a half hours, I guess, getting all mm-hmm. those hops. What you gonna do with all those hops? I don't know. Dry them. Dry them. I don't know how how I'm gonna package them. I might just put them all in a Ziploc or something, or I don't know. I was hoping someone wanted them. Can vacuum pack them again. Yeah, weighing them into two ounces and it packs and vacuum sealing them is also a very tedious job. What if you weigh them into like one pound? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I can put them into... I've sealed them into big things before. It's just... It gets difficult when it gets big because there's so much air. Mm. So it's hard to like get them packed down into a reasonable size bag before you vacuum seal them when you do a large volume like that. That's part of the reason even an ounce or two ounce bags are tedious because... They're um, just so hard to get them to fit into a reasonable size bag, or you just use a giant bag, and it's mostly empty when they're mm-hmm. vacuum packed. I don't know. I need to invent like a hop roller. I mean, the problem is you have you have several years worth of hops frozen, right? But how, do they just go bad after a certain time? I mean, they won't go bad. They'll lose some potency. Yeah, so I get rid of some of the older ones. It's but... good to have some fresh ones, right? I mean. Yeah, or I could just buy a couple ounces of Cascades when I need a couple ounces of Cascades. So these are your hops. Yes, I know. That used to be important to me. <laughs> I I enjoy the, the process of picking, even though it's exhausting. I, I do enjoy just sort of the... I don't know, the the completedness of, of sure. doing the picking. So. It's the circle of life. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Now, I run the strings in the spring just because it's not that hard. So mm-hmm. I let them grow and then have at least some, I have a product at the end of the season that I need to do something with. Someone offers to 
load them in the back of their truck and take them away, cut right off the trellis. I did that one year, that's fine with me. So hoping, you know, because now I have, like I said, I have to, once I dry it, I gotta do something. If I just put them in grocery bags, they're just gonna go bad. So yeah. I gotta seal them better than that. So, whatever, we'll see. Two days, three days, deal with that. I wanna take some home. So, I only have three right now. Only three. Put five down. Oh, you put oh, you put five here. There you go. I take more than this home. <laughs> you can take as much home as you want. Do you want them now when they're wet, or do you want them dry no, next no, no. week? No. Um. Um. I want some some wet and some dry. Or you can take some of the old ones that are in the freezer and put them in your pillow. <laughs> telling Greg I probably told the story last year or two years ago I don't know but you know hops are a sleep aid you know historically you could get hops popped pillows or not not all hops but hops in your pillow and whatnot and the smell of an oast is, is a pretty pleasant smell of the hop drying building so a couple of years ago I thought you know I'm gonna sleep in the guest room where I'm where I've hops spread out on screens underneath the ceiling fan but the smell was so potent, I, I couldn't take it. I was in there for about an hour. I'm like, like starting <laughs> to hallucinate. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Gigantic cops going. <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of uh, we didn't want to do a long uh, pre-show. We just wanted to get something, you know, get out of the way, make sure our audio was, was all working correctly, and. Um, and everything like that. And uh, now we'll just get into the show. And then uh, we'll probably have more to talk about after that. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> 